Hello, this is Shoshana Pupko with the Ava Torah Sirius Simcha recording 10. Today, we'll begin talking about the 40% category of what we can do, deliberate activities to raise our level of happiness in a real and consistent way. Let's begin by talking about expectations. Meaning, if I start doing what the research tells me to do, what can I realistically hope to feel and to see change and evolve in my life. Tal Ben-Shachar in his book, Happier No Matter What, addresses this question in a very personal and a very honest way. He writes, and I quote, I started to study happiness because of my unhappiness. I'm not sure whether I passed the clinical threshold for depression or anxiety, but I certainly experienced sadness and stress much of the time. That's what led to my interest in positive psychology. 30 years later, people ask me, so are you finally happy now? And my answer to this question is, I don't know. What I do know is that I am definitely happier. And as you will learn, the purpose of building anti-fragility is not to lead you to the happily ever after. I don't believe happily ever after exists. Because happiness and unhappiness are not fixed or binary conditions. There isn't a point before which we are unhappy and after which we're happy. Happiness resides on a continuum. I've made a lot of process over the last 30 years on that continuum. And I certainly hope that five or 10 years from now, I'll be happier than I am today. That's why I titled my book, Happier no matter what, rather than happy, no matter what. It's a lifelong journey, one that ends when life ends. This same conclusion was reached by Dan Harris, a former news anchor for Good Morning America, who embarked on his own happiness journey after he had a panic attack on live TV delivering the news. He wrote a book entitled, 10% happier. And I think the title speaks for itself. A second and equally important perspective is knowing that studies show that there's harm in placing too much value on happiness or becoming happier. Studies at UC Berkeley showed that people for whom happiness is very important end up being less happy and feeling lonelier in the world. And this is the paradox of happiness. The more we value it and therefore want it, the more elusive it is. Well, this then begs the question of how we're meant to resolve this paradox if we're trying to increase our happiness level. Should we try to fool ourselves by pretending that we don't really care while deep down we know that we do? That clearly isn't gonna work. Thankfully, there is an approach which is pursuing happiness indirectly. This means that instead of working at happiness itself, we pursue the elements that lead to happiness. Tal Ben-Shachar shares the words of John Stuart Mill who wrote, those who are happy have their minds fixed on some object other than their own happiness. This important and nuanced approach gives us a roadmap 
while also reminding us while toxic, why, why toxic positivity rarely leads to long-term happiness. If we focus on happiness directly, which toxic positivity pushes us to do, more times than not, it will backfire and lead us to feeling, feeling disappointed. So with our expectations now clear, we can ask, what are the core elements that lead to happiness? Different books will categorize and refer to these elements with different language. Some will create fewer, more robust categories, while others list more categories because of the narrow specificity in each one. The good news is that if you're culling from research-based publications, as opposed to an individual's anecdotal storytelling, there isn't a lot of contradiction. In fact, there's quite a bit of agreement and uniformity on what and where we need to dedicate ourselves. We're going to follow the structure of Tal Ben-Shahar's five core elements, and within each one, we'll add and expand from other contributors. His five core elements that indirectly lead to happiness include spiritual well-being, physical well-being, intellectual well-being, relational well-being, and emotional well-being. Again, spiritual, physical, intellectual, relational, and emotional well-being. I know when I first read this, it sounded to me like it covered every element in my life and basically said, just do all this well and you'll be happy. So I want to reassure you that as we get into the details, you'll see that we're going to gain many tools and guidelines that feel doable and are far more specific than simply telling us to live our life well in all these areas. Stay tuned. <music> 